What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Locatora Radio. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to season four of Locatora Radio, Por Casteras Peligrosas, Wanted for Crimes Against the Patriarchy. We interrupt our regularly scheduled programming to bring you Quarantine Confidential, a special pandemic broadcast about our experiences with quarantine and COVID-19. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. Our intention behind this miniseries is to archive our experiences during this global coronavirus pandemic. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey and welcome back for another capítulo of Locatora Radio. Last time on Quarantine Confidential, Capitulo 81, we interviewed Dr. MJ Murphy. You can tune into that episode if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Audioboom. So we're back once again. We're recording from our separate domiciles, social isolation, trying to bring you content <laughs> in the middle of a quarantine. What's up? <laughs> Okay, let me just say that podcasting and creating at home while living with family is an extreme sport. Tell us all about it. Tell us everything. Because you've been going well, through it. Yeah, well, things have been – we've been doing things digitally uh, for about a month now, right? We've been producing the content. Mm-hmm. 
And then we also, which we'll get into a little bit later, but we also hosted our first event virtually, digitally via um, a Facebook live feed and an Instagram live feed. And so that whole process, it was actually ran pretty smoothly, but just the fact that I live at home and I have dogs and my parents are always around and they're loud and they're always trying to ask me questions. And so it's, you know, I make (laughs) it work. And for the for the most part, they were, they like understand like, oh, okay, she's busy. She's working right now. So they won't come into my room, but right. there's still a lot going on. Um, the neighborhood can get loud or my street can get loud at times with my neighbors. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep studio quality uh, volume in a not studio. <laughs> it's <laughs> difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. And it was so funny because we were, you know, so. Grand Park reached out to us about helping them to host this um, event called Our LA Voices. So they took a daytime, like, you know, multiple day in-person festival and within like two weeks converted it all into digital. So we were the, you know, essentially we were the face, the faces of Los Angeles casually (laughs) at the height of the pandemic, bringing hope um, to the masses and programming. And it was really interesting because it's like, you know, we're learning, we're trying to figure out this new digital way of doing everything. But at the same time, it was really nice to like be working and do the hosting and connect on that level. So shout out Grand Park for having us. Shout out Grand Park. And you know what? It was just so like, I haven't shared this with you, Mala, but it was actually so funny to me because so typically when you and I would do any type of hosting gigs or any type of weekend gigs, um, I always have family stuff going on constantly. And so it as it turned out that same day that we were going to host digitally for Grand Park LA's, our, our LA Voices, my family actually did like a drive-by baby shower, surprise baby shower. And of course, I was not able to attend. And I was like, damn, even during a global pandemic, I'm booked and busy and I cannot attend the family functions. Even in a global pandemic. (laughs) That's honestly, that is really like legendary and not to use an overused word, but iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, brother, can't go. I'm hosting a live event. It's can't actually <laughs> hilarious because it's like, yeah, you know, um, I know that everything is closed and shut down. Nothing is operational, but we're needed and wanted right now. So gotta go. <laughs> Gotta go. Um, But no, it's honestly so like it's such a blessing and it's such a privilege, you know, to to have been able to have do to have done that. And then also, you know, we got to interview Jessica on a live stream Mm -hmm. in front of everybody. That was cool. We got to introduce Samantha, um, who has written about us before. Uh, we got to introduce, you know, Monica and Gloria of Nalgona Positivity and Mujeres Market. So it was cool. It was a good time. Yeah. And then we also introduced uh, Poet Laureate Luis J. Rodriguez. 
And he did. He performed. Yeah, like literally Poet Laureate. Yeah, so that was also really exciting. So, you know, it's always really exciting when we get to do anything that's LA related. There's so much talent that comes out of here. And what I really liked about the theme or the way the program manager spoke about this event was like, we love LA so much that we we love it enough to hold it accountable. So there were conversations about gentrification and how LA is changing among other things, but I thought that that was a really beautiful way to talk about LA. I agree completely. You know, LA is a very complicated city with a very deep history, very layered. There's a lot that goes on in this city. And, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know that we blend our LA commentary with not even, I don't think necessarily equal parts, praise, and critique, we probably spend more time critiquing the city than we do praising it because we live here. So we know just how difficult it can be to live in this city. So while we love it, we also recognize that it's like, there's issues that can be fixed, fixable issues. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, in addition to hosting our first event live, We've also been doing a lot of behind the scenes work with trying to get our spaces ready so that we can bring you the best quality, you know, the best quality as possible, given the circumstances, um, audio wise. So, Mala, do you want to talk about setting up and creating your podcast home studio? You know, we went dark, we started sheltering at home, and then we were all told that we would have to work at home. So that means that for us, not only... Are we working on our day jobs, but we're also working on the podcast? Mind you, we have been recording in some semblance of a studio space for the past basically four years. So now, you know, we're trying to figure out where, how do we record at home in a way that's not super disruptive and that's going to preserve the quality of the audio to some extent. So like I bought a little furniture piece. I bought this like little corner desk unit. Um, Diosa ordered some soundproofing for us. We have our mics, we have our headphones. And so I've just been working on creating a corner of my apartment where I can write, record, and just make it my at-home studio office area. So I have that now. I feel happy. I feel comfy. And we can record to our heart's content all through the quarantine. So that's the good news is that the podcasting does not need to stop because we have literally built in-home recording studios for y'all. So we can deliver free content forever, (laughs) even in the midst of global collapse. (laughs) Yeah, yes, definitely still free. Feel free to hit the Venmo at Mm -hmm. locatora-radio. Um, become a patron on patreon.com slash locatora radio. Um, yeah. And so similar to you, Mala, I have also ordered a corner desk so that I can have both a work space and a podcast area. So, and yeah, I'm, this is our first time using this soundproofing hutch type thing that folds and we are putting our microphone in it in between it and so we're hoping that that blocks out environmental sound also blocking out the echo right because we are in in a bedroom or i'm in a bedroom so being able to block out that echo so this is our first time using it and hopefully 
the sound is better than the last couple of episodes. Yeah, so we'll see. It's all a learning process. This is new for all of us. None of us have done this before. So we're just <laughs> figuring it out as we go. In addition, um, okay, we've done other then, things. Uh, in addition, we have started doing weekly IG Lives. And so we've taken our Oye Loca segment and turned it into a weekly IG Live. Yes, we have joined the ranks of the IG Live world. Um, Once quarantine started, everybody went on IG Live, and it only seemed fitting that we do the same. And one of our favorite things to do on the podcast is answer listener questions. So it just made sense for us to continue that and do it in a live format on Instagram. Yeah. And so we have been frequenting the IG Live space for about three weeks now, or maybe a month now. Who knows? To what is time at this rate? (laughs) Right. Um, But but we've been we've been doing it consistently. And for me, it's like it very much is something to look forward to. I know that my Thursdays are now for the IG Live, like my Thursday evenings. And so for me, like, yeah, it's something to look forward to, especially because I watch Grey's Anatomy and well, that shit is on like mid season break. And so now I have nothing on Thursdays. <laughs> so there's time. So there's time now. There's time. <laughs> I love that. So for the time being, as yes. long as Grays is on a break, we have the OSA for IG Live. So we need to take <laughs> advantage of it <laughs> before Grace comes back. Yes, I'm available. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that was like... That's like my weekly show that my mom and I watch and we like open up a bottle of wine and it's just our thing. And so this is something else that I can look forward to on Thursdays in lieu of the grades. So it's nice. It's a good way to hang out with our listeners via IG Live and also like, you know, have some FaceTime with you. Yeah, which we haven't had any FaceTime besides IG Live, really. Right, right. And when we FaceTime with our friends, also that. Yes, yes. Also that. We are keeping the communication (sighs) strong and alive. But it's hard. It's hard because it's like we, in regular times, are used to talking to each other across all digital platforms at all times. But now it's like that's (laughs) the only way that we... but, But in the past, it was that coupled with very regular, multiple times a week, in-person meetings, hangouts, yeah. sessions, working. So I'm going through the OSA withdrawal. Same, girl. I haven't seen you since before I left on my trip. So it's really like it's been, what, like a month and a half almost? Yeah. Um, and also, Mala, I have to share with you that um, last me. week I kept missing my my partner's calls like Uh he would call me and I like for some reason my phone was I was somewhere else or I was charging it or I was doing something else Uh right and so when I called him back he just like let out a deep sigh and he was like oh (laughs) but if Mala called you I bet you you would answer right away (laughs) and the answer is yes (laughs) 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 at least he knows Priorities. Yes, so in addition to our 
Oyeloka's weekly IG Lives, we were also invited to be on Kat Lazo's IG Live series that she's calling Unpacking. And so we unpacked virginity with her last week. And we talked about virginity as a social construct and uh, how we view virginity as a society and how it's influenced our lives. It was a lot of fun. Um, Diosa and I, we each took turns. Uh, basically jumping into Kat's IG Live and talking about these different sort of perspectives and angles on this concept of virginity. It was a lot of fun. It was very cool. Thank you, Kat, for having us. Yeah, and you can still check out the IG Live. She made it an IG TV video. Mm-hmm. So you can head over to It's Cat Lazo and get the full conversation there. And more in the digital realm. Uh, you know, we may be in a quarantine, but that <laughs> does not stop the creativity from happening. And of course, right now, all the young people, all the youths are on TikTok. So we are trying to keep up. And now we're on TikTok. We are, yes, those millennials trying to figure it out. So I've been messing around on TikTok and I've put out a couple little dance videos because I haven't done any of the TikTok dance challenges. So I decided to try my hand at the Savage Remix challenge because obviously Beyonce came out on Megan Thee Stallion's song uh, Savage. So I had to like give that dance challenge a try. And then I also had to try out the JLo Super Bowl challenge. So if you would like to see my shenanigans on TikTok, I'm at Mala underscore Munoz, same as Instagram. And I don't know, we might launch a Locatora TikTok in the near future. Time will only tell. Yeah, girl, you are a breakout TikTok star. When you posted your first video, I was like, yes, this bitch is doing it. (laughs) Thank Um, you. And yeah, I mean... You're giving the people what they want. The reception has been great. Very positive. I'm very um, happy. Thank I you, am, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely more, I am that millennial that's like begrudgingly doing these things. Mm-hmm. And so I have not fully embraced the TikTok. I have an account. I've like messed around with like two videos, not of myself, but of just <laughs> things around me. And, <laughs> and uh-huh. so I'm like, you know, I'm sure that I will fall into the wave of it because as content creators, you have to keep up and you have to, you know, be open to what's new and what the people are doing. So for that reason, I will get with it, but I'm still, you know, one foot in, one foot out. Um, and my my TikTok is the same as my IG, Diosafem. You can follow me there. And I'm, you know, hoping that hoping to see some possibly locatora dance challenges in the near future perhaps yes maybe. absolutely so to all those listening keep your eyes peeled um keep your ears to the ground follow us on instagram and tiktok because with every new platform <laughs> it's just another place where we're gonna ask you to follow us so follow us on tiktok and until then um <laughs> All we have is more podcasting to offer you. And something else that we wanted to touch upon because we love the fashions. We can even talk about fashion in the midst of COVID-19 in a global pandemic. And something you and I have talked about, Diosa, is this idea of like masks, face coverings, head coverings, being 
like this new wave of fashion and accessories in the United States that we have not embraced prior to this, to be quite honest with you. Right. I think there have been so many reasons that we as a Western society, we as folks in the U.S., have not embraced any of the face coverings. And there are other countries, there are other nations that have that wearing a face mask is a very natural part of their daily life. Right. And so now we're seeing us pivot, right? We're making that that part of the face. We're making the face mask and the face coverings a part of our daily life as well. And so I'm interested in seeing how folks are going to use the face mask as a fashion statement. We kind of talked about this with Marvin and Linda Yvette Chavez on their interview that we did with them two episodes back about personalizing the face mask, about mm-hmm. bedazzling them mm-hmm. and all of that. And so now a couple of weeks later, we're actually seeing that happen. Yes. Yes. Like different um, vendors, artists coming out with different styles of face masks. My mom and my grandma have been sewing face masks. Um, Patchouli Nomad sent me one with little axolotls on it. Espacio 1839, um, Nico and Myra, they've been making face masks by hand. A lot of, I would say too, like street vendors and just like, you know, just vendors have really shifted from offering their traditional goods and the things that they usually sell to offering a completely different set of merchandise, that being face masks, to keep up with the demand and also to survive. Um, and have product to sell in the middle of COVID. Yeah, absolutely. I purchased one from Espacio 1839 Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, I had to support. And then I also bought one from Della Luna Designs. So I'm just trying to purchase from the small businesses because actually I think it was Jessica that shared this with us, Jessica Salgado, that Forever 21 is making the face masks. Um, Mm. And... Yeah. And so the bigger corporations are naturally going to make them um, and they're probably cheaper. So if that's like what you can afford or what's available to you, obviously, by all means. But if you have the means to support an independent small business, uh, definitely check out the ones we mentioned, the La Luna, Espacio. I believe Mi Vida is also selling them as well. And I'm going to say... I don't necessarily have scientific information to back up this claim that I'm about to make, but I would like to believe, I would like to believe that if you're dealing with like an independent, you know, vendor who is making masks by hand versus if you are buying or ordering a mask from a major retailer, like a forever 21 or an Amazon, I feel like the mask from the independent vendor making it by hand in their sala, right? Your mask is probably being touched mm-hmm. by fewer people when it's being made by that one indie yeah. vendor versus if you're buying it yeah. through these major operations because they're going through all these like conveyor belt ass operations and assembly mm-hmm. line ass operations and the shipping and the handling and the packaging and all these things, right? So I just feel like given the fact that we're trying to social distance and minimize our contact with others, logically, when I think about the process of making um, packaging and sending out items, I feel like it's probably safer 
to buy something from somebody Indian local. Yeah. When I think about it, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've just been trying to purchase from small businesses in general during this pandemic because obviously our folks need it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, there's no like data to back that up. But I would make the same assumption that the fewer hands, the better. Um, It probably has uh, spent less days uh, in even traveling to you if it's a local business. Right. So definitely things to keep in mind. Um, I haven't seen, there's been like jokes about um, like Gucci and Louis Vuitton and the higher end like luxury brands making them for sale (laughs) in the future. Um, Probably not right now. It would be a little tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I definitely think that this, this is here to stay because oh, we yeah. don't really know what the future is going to look like. And so I think that if you your outings are minimal as they should be and they should only be for essential items, then why not feel cute, you know, and have a mask that you love or that's, you know, makes you yeah. feel good. There's no reason, if it's possible, why the mask can't match the outfit, you know, There's no reason. Mm -hmm. It's an accessory as much as it is a tool. (laughs) (laughs) And before, you know, in the United States, definitely our Islamophobia and our Orientalism, like Mm -hmm. full stop, have prevented us from from appreciating the usefulness and the utility and honestly, what can be Mm -hmm. the beauty of a face covering or a mask or a head covering, right? Like we Mm. have spent a lot of time in the U.S. really villainizing like the hijab and masks. And, you know, we make fun of historically like Asian people walking around with masks on their faces because we don't think there's a reason for it. But, you know, folks have learned from previous pandemics and SARS and this, that and the other. We haven't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So now we're just trying to figure out, oh, how do we stay healthy? How do we keep ourselves safe? We don't we actually don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, right before I, I left to Peru, I was in little Tokyo and I was in just this little shop buying face masks and I saw, um, face masks as in sheet masks, sorry. And, um, I saw face masks for sale. They were super cute. I want to say they had like little cats on them and I like contemplated buying it. And I was like, uh, I don't necessarily need this right now. Literally, literally had no idea that a global pandemic was about to ensue. And so I was like, no, that's okay. Like, I don't need to buy that right now. And then I like, I think about that moment (laughs) and I'm like, wow, I could have had a cute little, little cat (laughs) face mask right now. (laughs) But you know, it's just like, it's, if you stay, if you stay ready, you don't have to yeah. get ready. Like it's literally one of those things. Yep. Uh, it's one of those things. There was yeah, no way but we could have known. No, but one hundred percent, I echo what you say. Like so much of our uh, Orientalism and Islamophobia has prevented us from taking any type of safety precautions, even from smog and pollution. We live in Los Angeles. You know, the air that we breathe is not always the best quality, meaning we really should be wearing masks even prior to the pandemic, right? And so it's definitely not something that we were taking seriously, the air quality that we breathe. And then now, given this disease, uh, it's 
forced us to look at things differently and to look at our safety differently. There are so many things. I mean, I think about on almost every level of civil society, the ways that we have voted ourselves as a country and voted ourselves and funded ourselves into a situation where we almost guaranteed that we would fail at at keeping ourselves safe and healthy in, in a pandemic like this. We ensured that the least number mm-hmm. of people would have access to housing. We ensured that the least number, number of people would have access to medical care and stable work. And especially in LA, where our homelessness issue is, is so extreme, we almost guaranteed that in a situation like this, where we absolutely needed everyone to have the ability to shelter inside of individual domiciles. We did everything possible to ensure that we did not have that ability by making sure that as many people are homeless and disenfranchised as they are. So it's honestly just so wild to me when I I look at the way that we've set everything up with so much intention over years, like so passionately. And I say we because we're all in it, you know, we're all living in it and our taxes pay for all the bullshit, even if we voted for it or not, you know, and I just, I look around and especially at the homeless issue and so many folks who have just fought so hard against universal basic income and fought so hard against, you know, affordable housing and for what to shoot our, all of us in the foot because all of us, all of us are six, you know, six degrees of separation from the, from, from a homeless person, less when you think about LA, you know, and, um, I don't know. It just has me really in my head right now and thinking about how we just very intentionally harmed ourselves over years when we we set up our systems. Absolutely. I mean, there's no like there has been no long term safety plan um, because, you know, the systems in place are not working and they're not meant to work for folks like us, for working class people, for immigrant people, undocumented people marginalized folks in general, marginalized communities. And so we are seeing like all of the weakest points and weakest links at this moment. Yes, ma'am. It is quite a trip. It's quite a trip. (laughs) (laughs) What else can we say? Right. We do have a really fun interview for you all in the second half of this capitulo. We have the honor and the privilege to, um, uh, offer you all a lovely interview with a breakout star, Julissa Calderon. Uh, Diosa, do you want to intro Julissa for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Julissa Calderon is an actress, writer, and producer with a leading role as Jessica Castillo on the Nef- on the hit Netflix series, Hentified. She is formerly of Pero Like. We've had the immense privilege and honor of having her at Locatora Live, a podcast party, along with Jorina DeMarco uh, back in 2018. It's been a complete honor to see her growth as a creator, as an actress, as a producer, writer, all of those things. So without further ado, please enjoy this interview with Julissa Calderon. Today, we're super excited to have this interview guest with us. Once again, coming to you live from quarantine, this is Mala Indiosa, and we have Julissa Calderon, uh, writer, actress, producer, bad bitch, genius. Julissa, can you say hi to our listeners for us? 
Bimelo, how are you guys? Hi. Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. I appreciate y'all. I feel like the days are going by super fast, but time is also standing still. And um, like, it's just wild. And so like, how are you living through self-isolation and quarantine? Like, how are you keeping yourself occupied? Okay, so (laughs) life in quarantine, this is so wild to even say. Right? (laughs) Uh, It's crazy. It's a damn sci-fi, a horror movie. Yeah. I actually, like I told you all right before uh, we started, but I I just got back to LA two days ago and we're in the nick of it. We're in the middle of it all. But I, when it start, kind of was starting, like not even has, had I restarted, but like we've heard, we were hearing about it, but it wasn't anything that were, they were talking about stay home or no traveling or anything like that. And mm-hmm. so I went to Miami for, um, to be honored by Variety, they were doing their uh, 10 Latinas to watch um, and who are up next in Hollywood. And so I, they flew me out there and I was home, which is my home. I was so excited to be home and to be able to go to this event and be honored. All these things. I was doing press in Miami and then I got hit with everything being canceled while I was there. And so I stayed there for a little bit to try to kind of see what was going to go, like, happen. Then they started saying people shouldn't travel. And so I stayed in Miami. I stayed home with my mom and my brothers for a little bit. And we were home every single day. No one went out. My mom and my brother were working from home. Um, my nephew, one of my brothers, he doesn't, the, um, that does not, and is married and his, him and his wife both were working every day. So they dropped off my nephew and he was with us every single day. They didn't pick him up because they were nervous about, you know, that they were going out and working and then having to come to him. So we kind of were a packed house and we just stayed literally home from the beginning when they said to just not try to stay home. And so that's kind of been it every day. And then I got here two days ago. I I was very, (laughs) very safe. I'll tell y'all, I got dropped. I had a friend pick me up and I sat in her back seat. (laughs) Um, I didn't even want to take an Uber because I was just, you know, nervous about if anyone was, you know, getting in Ubers. So I had her pick me up. I didn't want to get out of the car. I stayed in the back seat. And then I wiped everything down when I left her car. I got home and I had the cleaning lady come and disinfect my whole apartment like right before I got here. And then I had her leave a bag at the door, like a trash bag. And so I literally got undressed at the door, naked, stripped down, put everything in the trash bag, tied it up and ran to the shower and washed my hair and like literally took like a crazy long shower. Wow. I think it it sounds crazy, but like, I feel like that's what this whole thing is doing to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Julissa, was your flight super packed or was it very empty? No, my life, it was empty, girl. Like, it, no one in my section, like, it was one of the big jets, too. It was mm-hmm. like a 777, a big one. Where there's like three rows. And um, I ended up paying for, even before, like I paid for like a upgraded seat so that I could be far away from people. And I paid for nothing because literally no one was like around me. Um, mm-hmm. And then one girl came to sit right in front of my, of where I was sitting. And the stewardess kind of told her like, hey, you know, you can sit on this side. There's no one here. So she moved her right all across, which was perfect. Like, 
we and even at the end you know how when you first like the plane lands everyone gets up right away yeah Mm -hmm. it didn't even no one got up and when they did they all stayed in place and people were walking out like the few people that were on the plane walked out like distancing themselves from anyone else like people are definitely taking this extremely serious that's good it's that's i mean that's honestly so necessary because at the airport people are just on top of each other and in planes Mm -hmm. and there are no physical boundaries so that's needed i mean i'm glad people are taking it seriously but how scary for you um because it feels super like in the middle of the chaos you know that you were traveling so so happy that you got back safe yeah, girl, me too. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm still, I'm still, I have to, I got, wait, what day is it? Day three? I got about uh, 30, 11 more days so uh-huh. I can make sure I'm good. I'm staying isolated by myself. One of my friends was like, come get dinner. We'll sit six feet away from each other. And she lives in my building. And I'm like, it's not for me that I'm doing this. It's for you too. Like mm-hmm. if I got something I need to stay isolated so that I make sure that I'm okay before I walk out into this world Mm -hmm. right yeah like on the right now like as new developments come out and new information comes out about how all this works we're trying to incorporate it into the podcast right like what we're learning about this thing each day Mm -hmm. because I feel like each day there's breaking news so one of those things that has mm-hmm. like become apparent over the past few weeks is that you we should all walk around assuming that we have it. So when we deal with other people, yeah. we have to deal with other people as if we do in fact have the virus, you know, as a precaution. That makes total sense though actually. That's that that is the way we should if we think about it like that, then that would be like we are going to be saving so many people. And um, something else that we're considering in the midst of the pandemic is just, you know, like how we continue living or how the arts and creativity continue on. And you were just in a recently released hit Netflix show called Hentified. And shortly after the premiere and the release, this all took place. So what has it been like for you? We asked Marvin and Linda, the creators, they came on um, last week on Locatora, and we asked them this question. So I'm really curious to hear from you how you're like sort of navigating that balance of the joy of this really successful show that you starred in, but also we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's crazy, it feels just like a little roller coaster. Um we we were on a high. <laughs> we literally just got off of a press run not too long ago. Um, so to be traveling and, and taking flights and doing all these interviews and going to D.C. and Miami and New York and just like celebrating the show and talking about it, it literally all fell and came down to like a standstill, I feel like right now. Um, I, I did. I did. I said this yesterday in another interview that I felt like I was on a rocket ship and I was like, all this momentum was happening. All this shit was going great. And then I'm stopped. But I did hear this quote that kind of got me out of thinking it, like thinking about it like in this way. I um trying to just stay positive because like, um, it could, it's very easy that you could be, ne- that you could feel negative um, with all of that, with all of the, like the, the, like the fast transition of it all. But um, I, I just saw someone write how, 
when you're about to take off on a plane and all of a sudden the pilot gets on to say like all of us, you know, like, Hey, we can't move. We have this and this happening. So we're going to have to wait a little bit. There's always two kind of people on the plane. There's the person that's like going to be like pissed. That's going to talk about it. That's going to be like, I can't believe this. And da, 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 da. And then there's going to be the person that are, that's just sitting there and is just accepting of what's happening because at the end of the day, both know that this plane has to take off. It's either you're going to wait with anxiety and and rustle yourself up and rustle those around you up, or you're going to be cool and know that, like, again, the plane is going to take off and you're going to get to your destination, whether now or later. So when I heard that, I was like, man, that's that's like the perfect analogy. And it kind of like just made me think differently than that than what's going on. It made me think, like, how amazing is it that um, in in the midst of this crazy pandemic and these trying times, people can turn on their TV. People are watching a lot of Netflix right now, and they're going to be able to tune into the show. And then when we get out of here, it's going to be when we're all safe and we're all able to like see the outside again. <laughs> um, it's going to be cool. Like it, it, the, this is not just a standstill on me. This is not just a standstill on the show. This is we are all kind of at a whole the whole world. So when we get out, we are all going to pick up right where we left off, just safer. Yeah, I love that way of thinking about it because clearly it's a crisis. People are dying, but we still have to live our day to day. Like while we're here and like asymptomatic or not sick or feeling fine and confined to our houses, we got to do what we can while we're here, right? And just stuck. And I've been thinking about that, right? Because eventually, like the world is going to open up again, and we're going to have to be ready to just keep going because nothing stops, really. Um, And I feel like for a lot of people, like as a teacher, I noticed that I have students who are super stressed out during the school year. But now that they are able to be at home and kind of be at their own pace, a lot of those mental health and stress and anxiety issues are not there anymore. And I feel the same way myself, like, like feeling like I'm in that rat race and very obligated to be places, you know, like super early and long days and putting in a specific amount of hours is really anxiety inducing, you know? So like, I agree about like the stopping and standing still and just like taking a breath because we have to, <laughs> There's, you know, like we have to just take yeah. a breath. It, it honestly just, it's, we we're so much into this hustle and bustle and working every day and working these hours just to make ends meet and to pay your rent. So many people. And this is kind of, I feel like, although it's, it is putting some anxiety onto people, of course, um, there is the silver lining in it. If you look at it and like, if you're still, there's something that's to be learned of this. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like I'm actually having the opposite effect. So I'm actually feeling more anxiety that I have had to slow down so much. And so and and like you said, Julissa, it is allowing me to reflect on how was I living my life before this? And how was I overbooking myself and spreading myself super thin, that now I'm almost in like a shock, because I'm just living my days 24 hours at a time, as opposed to I have every single hour of the day planned out weeks on end for an entire month, I have a schedule and every, you know, every meeting and every work commitment is scheduled. And now it's like, okay, I just have 24 hours that I'm going to work with, as opposed to planning things out for a month long. So it has for me, I've still been adjusting to this type of slowness and stillness, 
But I do think that there will be something positive that we're going to learn from this collectively. Oh, for sure. So, Julissa, with the days that you have at home, how are you passing the time? How are you keeping yourself entertained? Do you have specific quarantine snacks? Are there any activities or hobbies that you're doing to, like, (laughs) pass the hours? <laughs> Quarantine snacks. Yeah, girl, got the munchies. You gotta have some snacks on deck. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I I have my my fridge is stocked. That's the first thing I did when I got back from LA. I actually went out, did everything I needed to do so I could be here for at least two weeks without without going out. Um, so I have a stock fridge. I bought a lot of good things and I also bought a lot of bad things. Balance. balance. Um, but I am just, you know what I am doing? Yeah. It's all about the balance. Listen, but honestly, the only thing, it's only been a few days, but the only thing that I have been doing religiously is, um, listening to music. That's like what gets me through like whenever, anytime I need any any kind of pick me up that's like my thing it's music so i created a playlist which i've never done in my life uh i created a playlist i went and bought some essential stuff like some marijuana and i've just been chilling i've been okay i've been calmed down i've been like relaxing um i've been stretching i've been like just trying to stay zen and um i told myself that starting next week i'm gonna start writing a little bit and journaling um because i haven't done it in a while Mm -hmm. and and yeah but this week i'm taking it to just kind of relax and just kind of get in the vibe of i'm gonna be alone for probably a month or two yeah i love that i mean that's all those things are essential the weed is essential the journaling the stretching that sounds like Mm -hmm. a lovely little quarantine itinerary it really is listen i love my i love my place like that's like one thing i am such a homebody and i love the way my place is set up so for me i'm like i am going to enjoy this (laughs) it's Mm. okay it's good to enjoy things it's good to be home Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and I like how you have how you're saying like oh I'm gonna do that next week so it sounds like you're like settling into some type of schedule like you're not trying to do everything at once you're like little by little I'm gonna add this into my routine and I think mm-hmm. that's smart I like that yeah I'm definitely not trying to just have an action-packed planner because it's like this is not gonna go away next week like we are going to be in our homes for a little bit and I think that the 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 faster we get to understanding it the faster we can get into our mindsets of it and the faster we get through this like it's it's not I'm, I'm here for the long haul and I, I get it I understand it um and then yeah I just have like I just I just move it like a turtle's pace man I'm cool I'm I like go with the flow and be packing my days up and doing the most and being like, oh, let me work out. Let me do my writing. Let me do everything today. It's just, <laughs> it doesn't work. Like it. It's, there's too many. Now is when you'll really see what 24 hours looks like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. I was going to ask you, because I feel like you've been on your workout grind for a really long time mm-hmm. now. And so mm-hmm. you see yourself still implementing that while, do, while like during this quarantine? Girl, I have not worked out in three weeks. 
I am going to be so honest with you on that. I'm going to be so honest. I have not worked out. I've definitely gained some weight. I am okay with that. Um, but one thing I did do was uh, I did yesterday just buy like a few more items to uh, to put into like my little home gym. I like have a lot of things that I use at home uh, just because I have like a porch and I work out on my porch. So I just bought like an, uh, some weights and a couple more things to add to the regimen. And I told myself again, I'm going to start everything next week. I'm going to figure it out. I'll do a couple days next week and just slowly get into that. But right now this week and last week, I've just been stretching. That's good. Yeah, the last two weeks, same. Like I worked out like maybe once or twice and this week is like week three. So I've been like more consistent with it. So yeah, I'm trying to give myself that same kind of room to just flow with it. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask about your character that you played on Hentified, Jessica. So first of all, I feel like I love the character because she's super accessible and familiar. Um, just this idea of there being like this mujer from Boyle Heights, who's like a Latina sort of organizer, queer, like community activist seems like, yes, we know people that fit that description 100%. So I love that because she felt super authentic. <laughs> and I was just wondering, like, what, um, what kind of relationship you built with that character that you portrayed on screen? Oh man, I love Jessica. I it's called crazy. Someone today just told me, you know, you play her, right? I'm like, no way, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, duh, but I, <laughs> I'm gonna speak about her as a different because we're, we're different people. Like, I'm I'm I haven't walked in the shoes that she's walked in and, and vice versa, but I got really, really attached to her just because I I learned so much from her. Um I'm She's she's younger than me. She's definitely much younger than me in on the show and how I am in real life. But she just, although we're both unapologetic, although we're both strong in our beliefs, although we're both Dominican, all these things. There's one thing about Jessica that I think that I learned in the sense of like, she truly, truly, truly stands by her morals. She doesn't waver. Um. And she also is like of the people. And it's something that I've always said that I've always wanted to be is like someone who like the people can always count on. And I feel that, you know, slowly but surely I'm learning how to be that and learning how to like, you know, talk to my people and talk to um, young girls in real life. But Jessica has it all under control. Like she talks to everybody. She is like in her community. She's such an activist and she's for the people more so above her feelings and herself. And I think that's something very selfless. And I don't know if I'm that selfless. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm not that yet. So I think that she showed me a lot of that. And I thought that was like her greatest, like her greatest gift and probably her greatest curse. I love that. And do you see like, I don't know if you have insider information or maybe you have thought mm -hmm. about this just on your own, but about like the trajectory of Jessica's storyline and the show in general, like where do you think like we're going to see the story go? Mm. Well, I definitely don't have any inside information, girl. I wish I did. I will be so, I'll be smiling from ear to ear. But I don't, they don't know. They have not talked to me about it. I have said like, well, I got ideas, you know? Right. <laughs> if they need them. 
Uh, honestly, I just, I don't know fully what I would want to see out of her yet. But what I do know is I would love to see who she is just as a person without, without Anna. Um, mm, I think that yeah. there's so many layers to the, I think there's so many layers to her. I think that like the me, right. Just me not being biased and oh, oh damn, I'm going to be biased, but I, I see shows and as a person that loves TV, I know for a fact that if I saw Jessica on screen, I'd be like, damn, I want to know more. Like, wait, what happened here? And how does she navigate her daily life? And how does right. she move? Like, I just felt like there's so much more we can dive into specifically like her career and what she stands for. Um, but also just like her background, the Dominican culture, um, Hentified is for sure the first show in history that has shown a Mexican family and also in the same breath has shown a Dominican family on TV. Right. And that's like a first of its kind. Like, to, that's amazing. Yeah. And so I think that if they could tap into more of that, like, it would be so cool to see East Coast and West Coast kind of join hands a little bit more through this show. I definitely agree. And um, it really is historic. And because when we when people think of Boyle Heights and the show is set in Boyle Heights, it's about Boyle Heights and gentrification, broader issues, of course, but that's the location. And we don't always think of the Dominican culture or Dominican people when we think of Boyle Heights. So then to have this character in this family, it really is unprecedented because it's not something that like is a common narrative. So I think it would be really interesting to like, for example, you know, there was that episode that went like a deep dive into like the mariachis narrative. I would love an episode like that, but for Jessica, because I want to know, well, why did her family move? Yeah. Right. How did they end up there? Yes, and, yeah. and what's the, what's the history? Yeah. I would love to see like the, almost like the culture shock of being on the East Coast and then moving to the West Coast and then moving to a place like Boyle Heights where it is predominantly Mexican, a Mexican community, and then seeing Jessica and her family and what that was like, that adjustment for them. So yeah, I mean, I second what the both of you are saying. I would love to see a deep dive on Jessica's character and her family in the show season two. Let's speak it. Let's speak that. I love that. The mariachi episode is so real. That's like a, a deep dive into Jessica's world would be so cool. I think yeah, I'm so gonna many girls. Yeah, I'm going to tag this episode and the minute mark. Like, please listen here. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I hope, that we, I hope that we do get a second season. Um, I'm, I'm putting all the good vibes and good energy out there. I think that um, our culture, we it needs it. It needs a second season. For sure. 100%. And like, I'm getting real tired of this Netflix tendency to give us these really cool, like POC centered shows for one season and then just stopping them and just continuing them. Um, like it's weird and they need to like show some commitment and follow through to POC creators on the platform. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I've, I've seen that talk about, I'm sorry, Julissa, what was that? I said, no, let's just hope. Let's just hope. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I've seen people comment and like how true this is, obviously I couldn't say, but I've seen people 
feel and like tweet about this that Netflix doesn't give the same marketing dollars to their POC shows that they do their white shows, you know, with the, like their Netflix originals, that it's not oh, the same type not. of marketing budget. We're seeing it everywhere, right? And so I, I yeah, I hope that they're in really investing in these shows and giving them long- longevity and not just a one season. So it's like, okay, yeah, we gave y'all a little bit of something so you can be happy. But where's the longevity here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, girl. I right, listen. I, I want. I want good with yeah. Netflix. So. <laughs> I'm gonna let you talk your shit, and I'm just gonna sit here. <laughs> I, I know you can say anything, girl. So let me say it for you. <laughs> oh man! As, as podcasters, this is what this is the, the whole deal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nah, listen, that's why I said talking shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Netflix, what's good? Yes. At Netflix, you have 24 <laughs> hours to respond. <laughs> oh, shit. Ay, yeah, yeah. So let's say that everything goes back to normal, or even if things don't go back to normal, are there, regardless of the pandemic, things that our listeners can look forward to as far as projects that you've been working on, things you have coming up next, so folks can know what to look for and how to support? Yeah. Um, so right before all of this went down for real, for real, um, maybe about actually at the top of the year. So yeah, we're still, yeah, we just went into April. So about two months ago, I just wrapped a movie. Um, I'm so excited for it. I am so thankful for the opportunity. It's called Bridges. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure when it's going to come out now <laughs> or what's going to happen, but I have just finished wrapping it and it's, it's so cool. It's another story again about, um, our Latin culture. It's based on a Venezuelan family who comes to America and yeah, you just see like that story and it's so cool to see another, another, uh, another country being talked about in the diaspora, you know, like we, we need all of this. We need all of, all, all of the cultures, all of the, all of the cultures to be represented, all of the Latinidad to be represented. And I think that's so cool that I'm a part of two different stories that are really talking about the first gen uh, experience. So I don't know when that's going to come out, but as soon as I find out, I'll definitely keep up with like, tell everybody about it, like through my social media. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. And then I think I'm just going to be writing right now throughout this so that what I, I have been working on something for about a year and a half and I still haven't finished it. Maybe this will help me finish it. Yes. It's like a mandatory writing retreat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what's crazy is I was actually leaving to um what's today? April second, yeah. On April fifth, I was actually going to Dominican Republic for a month. I actually paused all my stuff. Mm. And um I was supposed to be there from April fifth to May 9th to go write and to go finish this project and to get inspired. And so I kind of am so like it's so crazy because I kind of was about to be away anyway. I wasn't gonna be missing out on anything because I was leaving. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's crazy that this is happening and I was going to go away to go right. But I mean, of course I'm going to be missing out on the amazing food and the beautiful beaches, but 
I um yeah, I, I guess that means that I'm gonna be home now and doing that. So that's why I said next week I'm gonna start writing because I'm um, April fifth. I want to make it as if I'm you know what I was planning to do before. Love it, and that's best amazing. of luck to you. Yeah, please do let Thanks, us girl. know. Let <laughs> us know when all your projects come out so we can. Uh, support and put the word out and watch ourselves because you're super talented and we love seeing the work that you do. So thank you for tuning in. This has been a really fun interview. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful for y'all. I'm so proud of y'all. Keep doing this. Like we need this. We need for y'all to speak y'all shit and talk your shit (laughs) and do it so eloquently the way that you girls do it because you do, you do it so damn eloquently. I love it. And I'm thank you for coming on this ride with me and showing me so much love every time you see me. I appreciate that shit for real, for real. Absolutely. We love you. you. I love y'all. I love y'all. Thank you for having me. Stay safe, please. Yes. Stay safe. You too. You yes. too. So Likewise. can you um share your socials and all the places where our listeners can follow and support your work? Yeah. Um, I am La Julissa on Instagram, L-A-J-U-L-I-S-S-A. And um, on Twitter, I'm La underscore Julissa. So yeah, any one of those two, you can find me. As always, you can find us on Instagram. We're at Locatora underscore radio. We're also on Twitter at Locatora underscore radio. Uh, tune in. So um, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash locatora underscore radio. Please leave us a review on Apple podcast. We are at like 500 and something. I don't even know anymore. And like the the sooner we get to a thousand, the better. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning into a very special capitulo of locatora radio. Let us know what you think and keep, keep, your eye out for all of the stuff that we'll be bringing to you via social media 100 thank you for rocking with us stay safe stay healthy out there we'll see you next time besitos, besitos. with your amex card entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last make every tap music to your ears There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.